Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. A little different environment. We're on assignment. Uh, We will not be broadcasting on Omega Radio this morning. So if you're on Omega Radio, we will not be there unless you are watching. You could absolutely watch on Omega Radio, I'm pretty sure. And um, welcome to the broadcast. Good to be with you. It's Friday. We have a pretty short uh, program today that I want to bring out. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday <clears throat> in about 30 minutes on the trumpets of God. We've got some very interesting information about the trumpets, but uh, I want to begin today <clears throat> with reading a few articles. Uh, and the first article, this might take you by surprise this morning, but the first article that we want to share with you is, are you an American or are you a terrorist? Are you an American or are you a terrorist? All right, so what happened? Could you be the kind of person that the government is looking for? The U.S. Justice Department has just announced that it will be creating a brand new unit to, quote, counter domestic terrorism. And they are going to need something to show for all of the time, money, and energy that they are going to be putting into this new project. You may be tempted to think that they will be going after the people that have rioted and burned buildings hundreds of times all across this nation over the past couple of years, but they simply, but that simply is not going to happen. Instead, they are telling us that this new unit will specially target extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies. So if you have been critical of the Biden administration 
any of our government agencies or any of our top public health officials, you could be in really big trouble. I'm thinking about 80 million people, 80 million people that probably are in a lot of big trouble at least, right? All right, so to help you out, I have created a 50-question quiz to help you determine if you are a terrorist. And most of these questions are based on statements made by Biden administration officials or on specific government documents that have been publicly revealed. So are you ready? Here we go. You can take a list and here are the questions. For each of the following questions, answer either yes or no. Number one, do you ever criticize the government? Hmm. Have you ever been banned, shadow banned, or censored on social media for a political opinion that you expressed? Hmm. Are you a parent? Do you attend school board meetings? Have you ever expressed concern about the education of your children at a school board meeting? Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Are you suspicious of the FBI? Do you know who Ray Epps is? Do you wonder why Ray Epps has never been arrested? Don't think. Remember, the thought police are watching. Are you unvaccinated? Have you ever questioned the efficacy of the COVID vaccines? Do you have a negative opinion of Dr. Fauci? Would you consider yourself to be a constitutionalist? Do you believe in individual liberties? Do you know what the 10th Amendment says? Have you ever referred to anyone in the Democratic Party as a communist? Hmm, starting to sound awfully familiar. Have you ever referred to any public official as a globalist? Do you know what the Great Reset is? Would you consider yourself to be an opponent of the LGBT agenda? Have you ever said anything on social media that was critical of illegal immigration? Question number 21. Have you ever referred to yourself as a patriot? Have you ever used the wrong pronouns when addressing a member of the trans community? Do you believe the global leaders are conspiring to create a new world order? Are you a climate denier? Are you opposed to Agenda 21? Have you ever belonged to a militia group? Are you worried about gun control? Are you ever critical of the IRS? Do you ever visit extremist websites? Question number 30. Have you ever attended rallies that promote extremist causes? Do you have right-wing bumper stickers on your vehicle? Would you consider yourself to be a nationalist? Do you believe that your way of life is under attack? Would you consider yourself to be an opponent of critical race theory? Are you a prepper? Have you ever had any survivalist training? Would you consider yourself to be a fundamentalist? Do you believe that religion should influence politics? Are you anti-abortion? Are you a military veteran? Do you believe in a right to bear arms? Have you been involved in stockpiling ammunition? Have you ever protested at an abortion clinic? Do you have a negative opinion of the United Nations? Would you consider yourself to be an evangelical Christian? 
Question number 46. Do you ever have questions about the legitimacy of our elections? 47. Have you lost faith in public health officials? Are you resentful when you are ordered to wear a mask? Question number 49. Have you ever said anything negative about the big pharmaceutical companies? And 50. Are you opposed to vaccine mandates? All right, there we have it. 50 questions to see and determine whether or not you are a terrorist. If you answered yes to none of these questions, you're exactly the kind of citizen that the federal government wants, and you have absolutely nothing to worry about. So, you, on all questions, you, your answer was no. If you answered yes to between one and ten of these questions, you have some anti-government tendencies, but if you start watching CNN a lot more, you can still probably turn things around. If you answered yes to between 11 and 30 of these questions, you are clearly a troublemaker, and you may be on your way to becoming a terrorist. You are going to need to watch endless hours of MSNBC and playing glowing documentaries about Dr. Fauci over and over again. It will be very helpful as well. If you answered yes to between 31 and 50 of these questions, there is no hope. You are clearly a terrorist, and the government is eventually going to be coming for you. In fact, they are already holding exercises that simulate what it will be like to confront extremists. The following is just one example, and this is not make-believe. A realistic guerrilla war will be fought across two dozen North Carolina counties in the coming weeks, with young soldiers battling seasoned freedom fighters, according to the U.S. Army. According to MSN News, the two-week unconventional warfare exercise will be staged from January 22nd, which is tomorrow, to February 4th on privately owned land. And it will be realistic enough to include the sounds of gunfire, blanks, and flares, the U.S. Army John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center and School said in a news release. Exact times, locations, and exercise specifics were not provided. However, advanced publicity is intended to make sure civilians, including law enforcement officers, don't mistake the fighting for terrorism or criminal activity which has happened in the past. Let me be serious for a moment. I find all of this to be extremely sad. We should be finding ways to come together as a nation, but instead the Biden administration just keeps finding ways to make our divisions even deeper. A house divided will surely fall, and I am deeply concerned about the future of our country. If we don't find a way to unite as a nation, we simply are not going to make it. Unfortunately, our leaders in Washington and the mainstream media just continue to stir up more anger and more hate, and that is a recipe for a national disaster, national suicide. So the article, Are You a Terrorist or Are You an American, is talking about the conformity of one's soul, one's mind, one's heart to what is going on in the world today. And if you answered yes to a number of those questions, it's probably because you truly are an American citizen. But from the point of view where they call light darkness and darkness light, 
and bitter sweet and sweet bitter and good evil and evil good, uh, it's a total reverse. So you can't sit back and claim, well, I'm the good guy. I'm a real American because, yes, I, I don't like what's going on in our government, globally, nationally, all of that. Um, you think you're a good guy, and you are, or gal, but according to the new mindset of the twisted uh, logic, the sense of logic in today's world, and according to Bible prophecy, uh, you're evil. And so you have to, we have to learn how to grapple with that, learn how to uh, accept the fact that, you know, we're in an argument with you, going, wait a second, I'm the good guy. It doesn't matter. Because when these things become a reality in the biblical great tribulation, when everything is pointed against everything belonging to God, which is moral or right or good or sweet or light, it will all be evil. That's where the mindset is changing. And don't you think that is absolutely incredible that we live in a world where we think that the laws that they have promoted in our generation are better than the laws that existed for 200 years or more? I mean, imagine that. It was once illegal to shed innocent blood. Well, they pulled that law down and they promoted the, the legal shedding of blood and they thought that's better than the other ones. It was illegal for a man to marry a man or a woman to marry a woman, but they tore down that law, the sanctity of marriage, and said, now this is better that men can marry men. Can you imagine that people have actually allowed their minds to be so twisted and conformed into an idea, into a thought that they literally are calling evil good and good evil. So we can't say it'll never happen. Boy, that must be a bizarre thing. It's already happened, and it's happened predominantly within our society in our generation, the generation since Israel became a nation that is now 73 years old and will be 74 in May on May 14th this year. So we have 70 to 80 years for a generation to uh, live out its life, and we'll see how things go. But it's obvious today that they are calling good evil because it was bad to have laws protecting little innocent babies. It was bad to protect the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, a Y chromosome and an X chromosome. Um, you know, this was bad. So they promoted their evil and called it good. So these things are real and they're sad and it's true, but it's all a sign of the judgment of God upon the nations of the earth and a target, a massive target on the United States of America, because this is where all the animosity, all the hatred, this once Judeo-Christian nation, uh, kind of like Israel when it stood for the, the, the king of heaven, uh, when they were able to seduce them into sin, they took over, took them into captivity, obliterated them, destroyed their temple twice, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's enmity, there's hatred, um, it's very strong, and you see that with the Babylonian invasion and the Roman invasion in 70 AD and how the proxy armies of Rome, the Middle Eastern brothers of Israel, uh, they would not stop even at the commandment of the Roman um, you know, centurions and the, and, and the Caesars, tell them to leave the temple alone. Well, they couldn't leave the temple alone because their hatred was so deep that they desecrated it and destroyed it. It's an interesting history about how the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, it was not at the command of the Romans that were in Rome. It was the proxy armies that were fighting on the behalf of Rome against Israel in the Middle East, their brothers and half-brothers. So uh, a great story that we need to hear because it's going to replay itself again because the end is always revealed from the beginning. Don't ever forget that. The end is revealed from the beginning. What was once in the beginning 
will show up at the end. What we saw in the book of Acts in the church age, we're going to see play out once again in the last days. And there's a tremendous amount of truth to that, and we should all be minded of it. Let me bring us to another article here that I want to share. And this one is, here's what your fellow Americans think should happen to the unvaccinated. Okay, and remember, these are Christian articles from some of the strongest and, and newsworthy sources on the internet, quite frankly. So here's what your fellow Americans think should happen to the unvaccinated. As we have seen all throughout human history, those that would like to impose tyranny upon a nation need at least a certain percentage of the population to go along with their plans. It doesn't even have to be a majority. All that is required is enough true believers to enforce the tyrannical dictates of the elite. Many had assumed that the United States would always be immune from such a scenario because our Constitution guarantees certain liberties and freedoms. Unfortunately, things have dramatically changed in recent years. Today, a surprisingly large percentage of the U.S. population is openly embracing authoritarianism, and that should deeply alarm all of us. If you think that I'm exaggerating, let's take a look at some of the results of a recent Heartland Institute and Rasmussen Reports national survey. 48% of voters favor President Joe Biden's plan to impose a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on the employees of large companies and government agencies. That's 47%. All of the other results we will look at are specifically for Democratic voters but this figure is for U.S. voters as a whole. It should deeply grieve all of us to see that nearly half the country actually supports Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandates. Have we really fallen this far as a nation? Well, it appears that we have. Thankfully, the Supreme Court just struck down Biden's national OSHA mandate, but more mandates are inevitably coming on the state level. 59% of Democratic voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times, except for emergencies, if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. May I repeat that again? 59% of Democratic voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times, except for emergencies, if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. A solid majority of all Democrats would like to lock the unvaccinated in their own homes, except for emergencies. And since Dr. Fauci just admitted that COVID will be with us forever, such a measure would theoretically be implemented on an indefinite basis. That is extremely chilling. Nearly half or 48% of Democratic voters think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of the existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications. What do they think? We should be fined or imprisoned. Okay, very interesting. This is another sign that free speech is almost completely dead in our country. If we can't even ask questions, what kind of society are we going to have? The U.S. Constitution is supposed to forbid such government restrictions on speech, 
but apparently nearly half of all Democrats don't believe in the Bill of Rights anymore. And you ask yourself why. I guess they're looking for a great reset. They want to do things over and they want to do them differently. 45% of Democrats would favor governments requiring citizens to temporarily live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, you heard that correctly. Can you imagine that? Designated facilities? wonder what those are. Sound like camps. They really do want to put the unvaccinated in camps. I'm having difficulty finding the words to describe how evil this is. Sadly, this isn't just a fringe group of Democrats we are talking about. Nearly half of the entire party would support doing such a thing, and that says a lot about where we are as a society today. 29% of Democratic voters would support temporarily removing parents' custody of their children if parents refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Wow. Nearly a third of all Democrats would actually support this. This is yet another sign that people need to be moving out of blue states while they still can. Of course, it isn't just Democrats that are pushing for tyrannical measures. Utah is supposed to be deeply red, but the editorial board of the largest newspaper in the entire state is openly calling for the unvaccinated to be strictly confined to their own homes. The editorial board of Utah's largest newspaper, the Salt Lake Tribune, which is controlled by the family of former Governor John Huntsman, Jr., has called for the deployment of the National Guard to ensure that people without proof of vaccination would not be allowed, well, anywhere. Hmm. The draconian measure was suggested in a Saturday op-ed titled, Utah Leaders Have Surrendered to COVID Pandemic suggesting that elected officials have failed to mandate the vaccine for all citizens and that if Utah was a civilized place, Governor Spencer Cox, a Republican, would treat the unvaccinated and no mention of the naturally immune as lepers with severe lockdown mandates. John Huntsman is a Republican that ran for president and his newspaper is pushing for this type of authoritarian measure. What in the world is happening to us? Well, we have an answer to that. Our freedoms and liberties are under unprecedented assault, and once they are gone, it will be exceedingly difficult to ever get them back. For years, I have been warning about the big brother police state control grid that is being constructed all around us, and of course, that process is only accelerated during this pandemic. And again, that is an absolute confirmation right there of what we've been saying for nearly two years that the purpose of the lockdown and getting everybody out of the way was so they could bring in the final uh, components to their system that they want to control the whole world with. So I believe there's a lot of truth coming out here. Um, At this point, new authoritarian measures are being implemented on an almost constant basis. For example, I just learned that the Biden administration has just set up a system for federal workers to track all unvaccinated employees who ask for religious exemptions. According to a report by the Daily Signal, the pretrial services agency for the District of Columbia, an independent federal agency designed to aid Washington, D.C. courts, created the Employee Religious Exception Request Information System to track unvaccinated employees who ask for religious... Oh, I want to do that. 
exemptions from President Joe Biden's federal COVID-19 shot mandate. Let me read that again. Uh, This company is to track unvaccinated employees who ask for religious exemptions from President Joe Biden's federal COVID-19 shot mandate. The Federal Register describes the new system as the best way to keep track of personal religious information that is collected in the context of a public health emergency or similar health and safety incident, such as pandemic, epidemic, natural disaster, or national or regional emergency, and or any other lawful collection of employee information or data that is necessary to ensure a safe and healthy environment for individuals. Those with concerns about the system only have until February 10th to offer any public comments. It is very wrong for the Biden administration to do such a thing, but they are going to do it anyway. In other articles, I have documented countless other ways that they are violating our fundamental rights. Fortunately, the courts are slowing them down, but they aren't going to give up, and this we know. The good news is that at least we haven't descended into the sort of dystopian tyranny that we are now seeing in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, Austria, Italy, China, and elsewhere. But if the authoritarian wing of the Democratic Party has their way, we will eventually get there. This is such a dangerous time in our history because we really are on the verge of losing all of the liberties and freedoms that previous generations of Americans worked so hard to win for us. All right, so here we hear the sounding of the alarm again, uh, another warning that um, the numbers are beginning to show up, that they're shifting what would have been, you know, a generation ago, 3%, 4% are now up in the 40%, the 49%, the 47%, the, you know, the high percentages of the the party, the Democratic Party. Um, This is very dangerous, but what is it? It's judgment. It's pure, unadulterated, righteous judgment against our nation. It's unfortunate, however, that the judgment isn't hitting the wicked as much as it is the people that care about the country. And I guess it's because the people that claim to care about the country, whether they be Christians or not, patriots, Christians, whoever, um, have not honored God in their conduct themselves. Uh, The church being a, a beacon light to the nation, put it under a bushel, for the false light of man's admiration or respect or honor, whatever they were looking for. And um, the kooks that were crying out for years about where we would end up if we kept following this path, and now we're there, at least we're in the waters, okay? And um, it's reality, and it's not over. This is just not over. This is just really, if you stop and think about it, it's just the beginning And I want to read one more article, and then I want to get into our Bible study here. Um, The first steps, the Fed moving closer to creating a a U.S. digital currency. The U.S. digital currency. The Federal Reserve has released a long-awaited review. This is all brand new. This is fresh off the press, right? They released a long-awaited review of the potential for creating a central bank digital currency, or a CBDC. The report represents a significant first step in moving forward with the concept and is now going through a public review period where people will be invited to respond to questions put forward in the report. From the moment Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies first emerged, sold as an independent and alternative medium of exchange outside the financial status quo, 
it was only a matter of time before the new alternative would be absorbed, modified, and redeveloped in service of the state. For many government officials who want to maintain control of the financial system, central bank digital currencies are the mainstream answer to Bitcoin. For those who have never heard of them, central bank digital currencies are exactly what they sound like, digitized versions of the pound, dollar, euro, etc., issued by central banks. Like Bitcoin and other crypto, the CBDC would be entirely digital, thus furthering the ongoing war on cash. However, unlike crypto, it would not have any encryption preserving anonymity. In fact, it would be totally the reverse, potentially ending the very idea of financial privacy. The countries where the idea of digital currency has progressed the furthest are China and the UK. The Chinese digital yuan has been in development since 2014 and is subject to ongoing and widespread testing. The UK is nowhere near that stage yet, but Chancellor Rishi Sunak is keenly pushing forward a digital pound that the press are calling a Brit coin, a Brit coin. Other countries, including New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and Malaysia, are not far behind. The proposals for how these CBDCs might work should be enough to raise red flags in even the most trusting of minds. Most people wouldn't like the idea of the government monitoring all spending in real time, but that's not the worst of it. By far, the most dangerous idea is that any future digital currency should be programmable, meaning the people issuing the money would have the power to control how it is spent. That's not an interpretation or a conspiracy theory. Here is a quote from Augustin Karstens, head of the Bank for International Settlements, speaking earlier this year. And here's the quote. The key difference with a CBDC is that the central bank would have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that expression of central bank liability and then have the technology to enforce that, end of quote, which tells you not only that they want and are seeking this power, but how they justify it to themselves. They transform other people's money into an expression of their liability, and so consider it's only right that they control it. An article in the Telegraph back in June was just as candid. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods, which an employer or government deems to be sensible. The article goes on to quote Tom Mutin, a director at the BOE. You could introduce programmability, he said. There could be some socially beneficial outcomes from that, preventing activity, which is seen to be socially harmful in some way. Governments and employees or employers making sure the money they issue can only be used on sensible things and not be used in socially harmful ways. It doesn't make much imagination or take much imagination to see just how this system could evolve and reshape society into a truly dystopian nightmare. In China, the process is already beginning with a trademark lack of subtlety. As they progress toward the release of their digital currency, they are banning all cryptocurrencies to remove competition 
and it's already known the digital one will be programmable. The West approach will probably be less direct, but no less controlling for that. Bitcoin will likely be programmed in only special circumstances, starting, as the Telegraph says, with state benefits. They will be flagged to be spent only on essentials. Of course, if universal basic income is put in place, then it's possible the majority of people could end up on state benefits. It's also not hard to see programmable money feeding into the uh, the Protect NHS narrative where people aren't allowed to spend state money on sugar, cigarettes, or alcohol. Or people on organ waiting lists or diagnosed with certain conditions have their wages and spending controlled. By and large, however, it is the nature of British tyranny to be unofficial. So the UK government will make a big show of renouncing their own power to program the money, thereby positively contrasting themselves with China, but at the time will take no steps to prevent large companies programming the wages they issue. So while the state controls the digital yuan in China, the digital pound will be subject to corporate control and used to enforce the unspoken state corporate partnership that defines true fascism. It will likely start in small, predictable ways designed to limit competition. McDonald's, for example, will make it impossible to spend their wages at Burger King and vice versa. Coke and Pepsi, Starbucks and Costa, you get the idea. So we have witnessed the rise of cancel culture, the cultivated age of identity politics, and virtue signaling. Well, imagine how programmable currency fits into that. Companies could commit to combating hate, and stop their employees from donating money to back blacklisted politic, uh, political parties, religious groups, charities, or individuals. In the age of COVID, we have seen how authors, actors, singers who step out of line are subject to poisonous witch hunts. But imagine a world where companies could renounce those who spread misinformation by making it impossible to spend wages they issue on art, films, music, books by outspoken critics of the government. Maybe companies will make it so that employees who aren't vaccinated have more limitations placed on their wages than vaccinated ones. Maybe an unvaxxed paycheck can be spent at cinemas or nightclubs to stop the spread of the virus. John Coonleaf, deputy director of the Bank of England, told The Telegraph, and I quote, you could think of smart contracts in which the money would be programmed to release only if something happened. So maybe employers will remove choice altogether and make a negative test and or a vaccine booster a prerequisite for unlocking your wages. That could be applied to all kinds of behaviors moving forward. Sound familiar to anybody? The World Economic Forum has a clear vision for the future where people own nothing and are happy. Combine that with a prolonged war on home ownership, and you can see employers and governments issuing money which can be spent on rent, but not on a mortgage. Now imagine the nascent Green New Deal. Hard limits on how much money you can spend on petrol, plastic, or meat. Only X dollars on flights per year, only Y pounds on beef, all for the good of the planet. Money will turn from an expression of independence into nothing but a voucher system operated completely at the whim of corporate monoliths. All of this would have sounded like a rampant, paranoia just two years ago, but not now. A programmable digital currency would have coded into it 
the ability to control our entire society. And it looks like that's where the new normal is heading next. Combine this new digital currency with digital ID requirements coming soon, which will be necessary to review your IRS returns as of the end of 2022, requirements for digital health passports, and you have a frightening possibility of absolute control. If this sounds eerily familiar to what is described in the book of Revelation, you're right. Revelation 13 describes a time in which it is not possible to buy or sell without a mark of allegiance to a world leader commonly referred to as the Antichrist. What the final mark will look like is greatly debated. But with the rise of biometrics possibly being merged with digital currency, the possibilities are numerous. The concept of programmable currency which can not only be monitored in real time, but restrict who can use it is a scary possibility of how the Antichrist could control the masses through financial pressure and manipulation. While many of these developments still seem far off, COVID has reminded us of how quickly the entire world can change in a matter of months. It is important to not only be informed of world events, but to understand how they fit into the larger picture of God's plan for the last days. All right, so the question is, with all this information, what do we do with it? What do you do with this information that we're hearing today? And what I would like to do real quick before I proceed into our Bible study, I want to make sure that we're being heard clearly on all of our networks, and I just want to check my settings here, and it sounds like we're doing okay, and we're coming through loud and clear. Good. All right, so let's get back to a little Bible study then. Uh, But I want to talk, first of all, I see a lot of friends are on our comment uh, in our chat room right now. I want to say Pastor Jeff Bass is with us. I praise God for that. I want to talk to him. Let me say good morning to Cindy Messman this morning. Good morning, Cindy. Kevin Hauger. Uh, Megan Cotton is with us this morning. Good morning, Megan. Autumn is with us. Autumn Nichols, yes, to all accepts, right? Uh, Phil Buswell is with us this morning. Good morning, uh, terrorist to the 50th power, Phil says. Very good, Phil. <laughs> we are a terror to evil. That's who we are. Autumn, yes to all, except we don't participate in government indoctrination camps. Public schools boards are a lost cause. So, yes, we have a lot of people that are saying, yep, I answered yes to a lot of the questions. Uh, Yeshua, help us. Cindy Messman says, and let me get to her comment here, do I think the government are terrorists? Do you think the government are terrorists? Hmm, I wonder. I think uh, it's starting to sound a little bit like that. Yes, is the her own answer. Ken Young, good morning, Saints. Good morning, Ken Young and, and Joyce. Uh, Dr. Pastor, Brother Jeff Bass, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Man, you are on fire today. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. Come burn with me. Come burn with me. So glad to hear you're doing well, Pastor Jeff. People prayed for you everywhere. Um, all right, world of nobody. It looks like Terry. Good morning. Better later. Better late than never. That's okay. Good morning, uh, David Ellison. Good morning, Phil. Yep, we're terrorists to the 50th power by all the answers on the questions. Uh, Michaela Johanan. He must be staying at a Holiday Inn Express for the Spirit is expressing. <laughs> Only by the creative mind of Johanan. Jeff Bass, Moderna and Fauci are working on what they call a universal planned coronavirus vaccine that'll be mandatory and injected inside of people on a yearly basis. 
Funding has started, and the Walter Reed vaccine-termed SPFN competed phase one last week. We need to talk to you, Pastor Jeff. we got to get you on the line. Um, Terry says, Bill Gates owns this patent, turns you into a crypto coin, a.k.a. the mark. Ooh. Uh, Dr. Jeff, Pastor Jeff says, also, an article from Now the End Begins says, the metaverse will be a full-time tracking and surveillance platform that records our eye movements, face expressions, and biometric data. Hmm, there it is. Dennis Sossaman, excellent article. How woke are the woke? <laughs> Pastor Teddy, well said. Uh, uh, let's see, pa- back to Pastor Jeff Bass. Pastor Vincent, it's sad how the church so easily sucked into these things. I now of two churches that have already totally invested into this metaverse. I call it a meta mess. Wow, it certainly is. Good morning, Pastor, and blessed saints of his kingdom. Yeah, that's it. Um, Those are the articles. Those are some of the comments. And uh, we are kind of on a a little journey right now, so we are from a different location. Um, It is a wild world. We never would have believed it. Um, We've always believed what the Word of God says, and we have believed it for many years since 9-11. Something changed. And each one of these Hegelian dialectics, by the way, I want to talk to you about that, the Hegelian dialectic, his name was Mr. Hegel, and it was uh, created crises to uh, attain a goal or an agenda. So created crises, you bring in the solution, and then you achieve what you were after. I want them to know they got that from God. God also knows how to create a crisis to get his own agenda. He may do it in a person's life just to get their attention, create a crisis so that they'll repent so he could bring them on into their purpose. Um, So we're not going to give the world credit for this kind of thinking. Uh, God does know how to bring a crisis to get it to an end, even allowing the Babylonians to come and destroy the temple in 586 BC or the Romans in 70 AD. It's always God in authority. So don't be afraid of any of this stuff. These people are used by the devil. They are deceived by the devil. They are blinded by the devil. They are the wise men of the world. And God says that the wise men of the world are fools to him, that the foolishness of God is wiser than men. So the wise men, the rich men, the chief men, the mighty captains, the satanic priesthood, call them whatever you want. They are uh, duped. Don't let them dupe you. Just keep reading God's word. Know that what they're doing is playing directly into what God said they would do. They are under authority. It's not even Satan that's giving them this power and this authority and creating these ideas. It's God's word that has predicted this from the beginning of time. So don't ever think that the devil is using intellect. He's only being used to forward the purposes and plans of God. They are going to fulfill God's word. It's kind of like Judas. Someone had to betray Jesus, and it was Judas, and it was done because God foreknew things about him in his heart, so this is the fair judgment. God is very fair. Judas uh, hung himself, and uh, he's in hell, and and he's been tormented ever since, and those globalists and those that are connected to the satanic idea of what they're fulfilling biblically as against God are going to suffer the same penalty And we would pray to God that they would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and repent from following the devil. But sometimes when you're following the devil, you're so deceived, you don't even know you're following the devil. You're just a uh, child of hell. That's all there is to it. And that's what's happening right now in the world in which we live. But you and I, we are connected to a higher purpose. Let me take a call coming in right now. Let's make sure I can receive it. 
and say good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the uh, on the air, area code 605. Hello. Yes. Uh, after listening to you this morning now, my question would be this. How does the United Nations uh, connect now with some of these statements that you were saying, who a terrorist is, you know, with their, if you are such and such and such. Now, how does the United Nations fit in with this whole thing that's happening globally? Okay, so my take on the United Nations is simple. Um, and it, it is, it's a biblical worldview. And I go back to Genesis chapter 10 and 11, and I see a man by the name of Nimrod who built a tower, and it was to gather all the nations together to build a tower to make a name for themselves in a city. And actually, in the Hebrew, somebody taught that they were uh, seeking to bore into heaven to dethrone God. And then we know God scattered them. Well, here we are at the end of the end of the ages, as it is in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. We now have a regathering of all the nations of the earth. And so the United Nations represents nothing more than the attempt to bore into heaven, dethrone God, and uh, become that world power. I happen to believe that. The United Nations is probably behind everything. I think Barack Hussein Obama, Bill Clinton, and many others like them are connected to the United Nations, whether directly or indirectly. And global leaders are really a satanic priesthood. They are a nimrod uh, idea, and they're getting their information from that Antichrist spirit. And that Antichrist may already be in operation without ever having been introduced as of yet, uh, at least in spirit. Uh, there's been many Antichrists, according to the New Testament. So the United Nations, in my understanding of Bible prophecy, is the head of this whole beast situation. And as our friend Daniel Seckham used to say, the two major blocks in the United Nations are communism and Islam. And it's interesting how two uh, ideologies that are a million miles apart will actually form a friendship for a common cause to destroy their enemies. And those enemies in our world today are the Christian community, those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So that's my take on it. Yeah, so basically to that, scripturally, we're either going to be a sheep or a goat. Yeah, yeah. Either we're, we're, we're in or we're out. We're saved or we're not saved. And that's, yeah, why that's, it's I mean. so, yeah, that's why it's so important, Kathy, that right now with all the information that we're getting and we're listening to and we need to because we're being equipped with information and knowledge and we're sifting through what is real and what is not real, and we sift by looking at the Word of God. And as we look through the biblical lens, now we see this is, this is true, this is true. And the things that we're talking about are actually biblical, and they're actually happening. And so what this does for us, rather than creating fear, paranoia, oh, my God, they're going to call me a terrorist because I don't agree with the government uh, and their policies and what they've done. Um, so what? I mean, that's okay. The, the, God is the enemy of this government. I mean, this government wants to dethrone God. This global agenda wants to get rid of Jesus Christ, the heir. I mean, so what does it matter? As long as we're standing with God, whoever God's enemies are will be our enemies. But they are God's enemies, too. And I'd much rather be standing with God and be the enemy of these people in their corrupt thinking, in their satanic mindset, and be in the truth 
of God and let them have to deal with God. And if God wants us to be afflicted by that, we're still in God. He's not going to abandon us. No way. He doesn't abandon his kids. And so as long as we stay true to the word, we walk in the spirit, God can protect us if he wants to. We could go right through the great tribulation and barely know we were in it because there are prepared places for those who love God. So don't be afraid, but it's real and it's here. God wins on his people. Amen. And by the way, Kathy, I hope we're going to have lunch together today. Where are you at? Call Melissa. I've got to go right now. Call okay. Pastor Melissa. Thank you. Okay? Shalom. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's take our next call coming in from area code 219. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning, Pastor Vince. There's my brother. Hello, Don, sir. How are you? Good. And you, sir? I'm doing good. I think I'm doing good. I'm pretty sure I am. I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening, my friend? Oh, I'm sitting here looking at World War III. Okay. Let's talk. I I can't see it any other way. And it causes me to think about the Dimitri Duderman prophecies. Looks like they're being fulfilled. Okay. What are you seeing? What, what's the perspective? What's the dialogue? I mean, people right now are just kind of leaning into the conversation. Um, you you have uh, some very good insight to what's happening militarily, especially and. And from that perspective, and, and biblically, as a man of God, so what is it the Lord is showing you, Don? How do you want to How do you want to explain this? I think uh, Ukraine uh, will be invaded by Russia probably this weekend. And what is to what happens after that? Well, the U.S. Uh, government is telling you what they're going to do which is basically they're going to come after Russia and the Ukraine. I see where we we have $200 million worth of weapons being currently being shipped into the Ukraine for the Ukrainian army. And those weapons will be used to kill Russian soldiers. And as I, as I understand Putin, there's no way he's going to let that happen. So he's either going to hit those shipments or he's just going to invade on three fronts into Russia, into the Ukraine. And I even heard that we're going to, we and NATO are actually going to invade Crimea and take it back from Russia. So (laughs) there's no way that, that, uh, Putin is going to allow that because that was uh, that was legally done. Uh, Russia had those people vote, and they all wanted to come back to Russia. Khrushchev, in a drunken rage, gave Crimea uh, to the Ukraine oh, about 40 years ago, and uh, they never wanted to be part of Ukraine. 
And most of the people over there, uh, they view themselves as Russian citizens. So <clears throat> what is happening right now is NATO and the U.S. are making a gigantic move to, go, to take over that part of the world. And uh, it's going to be very bloody. And if Putin doesn't act very decisively militarily, he will be done in the eyes of the Russian people. And as I understand Russians, uh, if you want to see what they'll do, look what they did in World War II. Uh, they're very robust, patriotic people. They're very nationalistic. And they will fight you to the death. And uh, <clears throat> this is not, this is definitely going to end up in, in a, a bloody confrontation. The only the only question I have is if and when it will go nuclear. It might go nuclear right off. But uh, it's my understanding that Putin or uh, Biden actually threatened Putin a couple of years, weeks ago when they had a little telephone conversation mm-hmm. that he, he told uh, Putin that if they got in the way of what NATO wants to do, that they're going to nuke Russia. So it was over then. <clears throat> so that's what, that's what you're seeing. And I'm pretty convinced this is going to happen this weekend because of those $200 million in uh, arms are being shipped into arm the uh, Ukrainian army. Putin can't allow that to happen. Yeah. So that's what I yeah. see. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think you're seeing clearly, um, and, and I think Joe Biden mentioned $600 million. Uh, It's nearly a billion. Uh, either case, it's a lot of money to be sending there to do that. Um, the suitcase nuclear weapons, um, you know, we have talked about that for a very long time, and it wasn't just because, uh, you know, Dmitry Dudeman's vision, I think, inspired a lot of people to start thinking that the potential for that to happen, where he said that these major cities in the United States would be nuked and it would happen at a time when there'd be internal strife going on within the nation that would start with the blacks and the whites and we had the george floyd issue then we had the COVID 19 now we have the vaccinated unvaccinated the government would be involved in quelling what was going on internally and then there would come this great attack but we also learned from stanislav lunath and others uh throughout these these decades within our generation that suitcase nuclear weapons were smuggled into the United States, and they've been planted here for years now. And the idea of bringing the trigger mechanism and detonating these suitcase nuclear weapons, I just heard yesterday Stan Johnson, the Prophecy Club, was talking about how many people are dreaming, 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 getting visions and dreams, and all they're seeing is nuclear weapons being detonated, and they're not coming from the sky, they're coming from the earth, which shows that they are planted suitcase nuclear weapons. Uh, We have seen these things in open vision where 7 to 15 nuclear weapons would be detonated in 7 to 15 major cities across this nation on the same day. Um, So I I think there's a lot of detail to the moment we're in that was spoken years ago, but the potential for nuclear weapons, which would, Don, as I understand it, and I don't know what you know about this, I'd love to hear, but a nuclear weapon has the potential to create an electromagnetic pulse in some areas to bring a electrical grid down. 
right now in parts of the country, it's five degrees, six degrees. My God, can you imagine no electricity due to a super, you know, uh, detonation of nuclear weapons across the land? Yeah. Uh, Suitcase nukes, they weigh about uh, 130 pounds apiece. If you look at them, it looks like a small pot-bellied stove, and it takes uh, two men to carry one, although one man can't carry it. I think it's got a 10-pound charge of pure plutonium that has to be carried separate. Um, in our arsenal, it's called a Davy Crockett. We've had that those suitcase nukes uh, since the 50s. Now, Ukraine, when they fell originally, uh, what was it, 20 years ago, uh, they opened their nuclear arsenal and sold it on the black market. Uh, they Over 200 Ukrainian nuclear weapons, uh, it's my understanding that all suitcase were put out on the black market. Uh, for a million dollars a piece. So you know that a large amount of those Ukrainian nukes were smuggled in here. Uh, this, without, this is without even talking about the complicity of certain elements of the U.S. government and what they have uh, and what they're willing to use on the American people, uh, such as in 911. <clears throat> so that being said, if you planted a suitcase nuke in a city, say Chicago, it would create a hole 2,000 feet square. It would be radioactive for 5,000 years. Couldn't go near it. The biggest danger of that would be the nuclear fallout. It would go up in a mushroom cloud and it would drift, it would go 35,000 feet in the air and would drift 250 miles and fall. The radiation from that, it would like be debris and all kind of other things, dust and everything, pieces of glass and all that. They would all be radioactive, charged by gamma radiation. That would fall within a 250-mile drift range and for three days, you would have to stay underground and uh, in a contained area where, you know, no radiation come through windows or anything like that. And you'd have to stay there for three days until that gamma radiation lost its nuclear half-life and became harmless. If you have that stuff fall on you, you're going to have to get it off right away uh, and and the thing is, if you don't, you're going to die from radioactive poisoning. Could take a couple of weeks, be a very slow death. Uh, gamma radiation is also the thing that they uh, test heart patients with. Interestingly enough, and that's why when they stick this uh, gamma radiation into you, I'm sure it's on a much smaller scale. That for three days you will set off radiation detectors in an airport because you're radioactive until that half-life dies. So the biggest problem, you know, if you're in a city and you're in that 2,000-foot uh, range, uh, the hole, 
uh, you'll be vaporized. And, of course, for many miles out, you're going to suffer the effects of a nuclear blast. But the biggest problem is that nuclear fallout and all the damage it will do. If this happens, like I'm right outside Chicago, and I always have that wind, northerly wind blowing uh, right towards me. So I've made plans to basically get underground for three three days in my own home. I've built a shelter. Uh, if that uh, if that nuclear bomb goes off a suitcase nuke is what I'm suspecting, then I think I'm in a very survivable situation if I can get underground. Now the biggest thing will be what is going to happen to society because the survivors i mean the nightmare that will be associated with that you're talking about a, a zombie apocalypse will be unimaginable uh plus what will happen to society in the power grid and everything else the disruption that would be caused from all of that and if they do six eight cities at one time which they have the capability to do and which I personally believe are already smuggled in here, and so does the legitimate U.S. government, because you'll see them flying around Chicago all the time, especially in major events, and they're looking for radiation, for some type of radiation signature in case one of those weapons are, are brought out. They want to be able to sense that plutonium before it's detonated. I don't know what they can do, but <laughs> I guess they're trying but they know that stuff's all smuggled in here. And uh, now then we have North Korea. People don't know that for the last 10 years, uh, well, I think yeah, probably about eight years, there's been two North Korean satellites over the top of us that North, North Korea put up. It's called KS-1 and KS3, or KSM1 and KSM3, you can actually track the satellites on NORAD's uh, website. You can see them. They come over to the United States every day, one over the west and one over right. looks like it's coming right on the east side of the Midwest. And Obama let those things go up and never said anything. One went up Christmas Day uh, a number of years ago, so nobody would say anything. Those satellites, the North Koreans say, are mapping satellites, but they don't transmit anything and they don't receive anything. It's like they're dead. Well, you know, it's common sense to know if North Koreans put up something over the United States, it's not going to be a mapping satellite. It's going to be a nuclear platform. Uh, it's in a polar orbit, well, some come from the poles, from the North Pole. And uh, my question has always been, if you know they're nukes, and if you know they're coming over the United States every day, uh, why don't you shoot them down over the North Pole or something? I don't know what the problem is, because somebody's letting those satellites stay up there. And, uh, <laughs> of course... There's got to be reason, and I'm sure we wouldn't like the reason. So you have that, too. Those satellites can create an EMP pulse over the United States if they blow those things. 
and that will take out all the electronics, theoretically. You know, Dom, with, uh, with that said, I mean, it, it's not far-fetched to think. I mean, a lot of people in our country right now believe that Joe Biden, the left, the progressive left, uh, all these people that are connected to this thing that's going on right now uh, against the United States' morality and principles, that they are more communist in nature and that they're controlled by the Chinese. Um, it wouldn't be so far-fetched to think that uh, Joe Biden and all of them together probably have some beautiful land, beautiful homes somewhere in China and that massive continent um, that they are pretty well expecting a nuclear holocaust on the United States of America, and that they've already transferred their wealth, they've transferred their children, their schools, their grandkids, whatever, uh, into another land and are pretty much becoming aware of the fact of when these things will be and how they would just attempt to get out of here before uh, things go south. Um, you know, nobody knows where Joe Biden is. Nobody knows if he's really even in the White House anymore, if it's, if it's just all Hollywood props and fake Oval Offices, and only God knows where everybody really is. Um, but it does seem, whether they want it to happen or not, um, that God promised in his word that Sodom and Gomorrah would be an example to anybody that would follow. And the only thing I know about Sodom and Gomorrah, beyond its perversion and perversity, is how God destroyed it with fireballs out of heaven. And so nuclear detonations in major cities across the United States is not a far-fetched idea. And we can't say, well, we don't want to hurt America. No, they, they, whatever minerals are here, whatever they, they have here that they think is important in resources, their oil, their gas, whatever, I'm sure that they've been tapping into resources in other parts of the world. And um, I, I guess I don't want to leave an impression that the things we're talking about are impossible or we wouldn't let that happen because we're so dedicated to the United States. Joe Biden and the left and the communist agenda and the Marxist agenda in this country are not dedicated to this land. They don't love America. Um, and there's land, terra firma earth all over the world that they could tap into and get resources from. Um, so, these things are at the door. They're, they're, they're pounding loudly. And uh, the people that are going to get caught in this environment, the, the snare that Jesus talked about, you have to be very careful about that and be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. And I know you would agree to that. Yes. Yeah, you, you, now's the time to, uh, if you haven't prepared, now's the time to prepare. Uh, you're going to need food and clean water. You're going to need a certain amount of weapons and ammunition to protect yourself. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be terrible. And this is what the uh, elements in Washington D.C. betrayed our government and taken over our country and stole a national election. This is what they want. They want the destruction of the United States. All you have to do is listen to them a little bit, and you can tell what they are. They're the true anarchists and insurrectionists. Yeah. So uh, everything they accuse you of, be, of being is exactly what they are. So right. it's, quite a game, it's quite a game they're playing, but it's a serious game because these people have been, have been blackmailed or they've been bought off to do what they're doing. And it's all part of a plan. And right now they're putting the finishing touches on it. 
this thing with Russia, uh, it's going to get totally out of hand. Uh, but to them, it's in hand because the Pentagon is running this whole thing. They want nuclear war with Russia. They always have because they think that they can win. And I don't know what they're thinking, if they're going to threaten Russia uh, with space weapons. I don't know what they're thinking, but uh, you're not going to, Russia's not going to allow itself to be pushed around. Historically, they never did. Ask the Germans about that. You know, they thought that they could come in there and just take Russia and everything would be fine with their blitzkrieg and everything else. And they got their lunch handed them big time. And, and Russia, when they're fighting for the motherland, they don't care how many people they lose. They lost a million and a half trying to defend Russia uh, when the Germans tried to take it. And uh, to show you how serious they are, when the Germans brought back their Russian prisoners, the Russians said, yeah, we'll take them. And they put them on a train to Siberia and took them out to Siberia and machine-gunned every one of them in the Siberian desert simply because they surrendered. So these are some serious people. And uh, I can't, I, I seriously doubt that the U.S. officials that are engineering this to go along with it, I don't think they're stupid. I think they're just evil, which really is a form of stupidity if you think about it. And now they're, they're playing it out. And no one's going to stop them. And look what they've done to the American people with this COVID thing. They beat them into a corner, got them wearing masks. These people are still wearing masks. And now the truth is coming out, but they're so conditioned to obey and comply that they're just going to keep going along with what they're told to do. And they're under control. They're not the same Americans they were back in the 50s and 60s. They're not fighters. They're they're sheep, and they're going to just go along with their own extinction. And this is nothing new. This happened to the Jewish people during the Second World War. I remember I saw an interview back in the 80s of a Jewish man that was a survivor of Auschwitz. And this man who was interviewing him on television asked him, did you know about these death camps? And, and this, this guy says, yeah, we knew, we heard about it. He said, well, how did you hear about it? He says, well, we had people escape the camps and come and warn us in the Warsaw Ghetto that they're taking, a, taking into their camps. They're going to kill you. And he says, well, why did you get on those trains? It was just a few Germans guarding us. Thousands of you are getting on these trains every day. You knew you'd been shipped out. They, they told you you're going to a work camp. <laughs> And they threw a few loaves of bread at you, and, and you got on. You got boxcarred all the way across Europe to these death camps. Why did you do that? You could have ran away. You could have escaped. You could have overpowered these guards. You could have continued to fight inside the Warsaw Ghetto. And why did you do that? And his response was, you know, the reason we did that is we simply would not allow ourselves to believe that our own government would do that to us. And that was, the, that was the answer, and that was the truth. Mm -hmm. And they, they thought somehow it was going to work out for them some way, all the way 
into the gas chamber when they shut the doors and turn on the gas. And that's when they realize, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we ignored all the red flags and all the evidence, and we wanted to be, we allowed ourselves to be deluded into a false sense of security. Not, they knew how evil the Nazis are, are or were. And we know how evil these government officials are in Washington, D.C. We know. I mean, look at the stuff they get caught, been caught doing in the last 30, 40 years. And what have the American people done? They just sit on one part or the other, and they just vote just mindlessly. Nobody's really upset about anything. But they will be horribly upset. Mm-hmm. But then it's going to be way too late. It might, you know what? It's too late now. This yeah. is going to have to play out. That's so the right. only thing I could say is be ready, prepare your house for what's coming, because you're going to need food, you're going to need clean water, and you're going to need some type of self-defense. And you can band with others or get into an arc. But, buddy, it's here. This is going down right now. And once this invasion starts in Ukraine, they start throwing weapons around, nuclear weapons, tactical nukes on the battlefields. It's going to be terrible. And so the bloodshed, <clears throat> it's going to rival World War II. Yeah, and with, yeah with that said, and, and I want you to continue on in just a moment, but I just want to implement the word of God to what we've been talking about all morning so that uh, we give God preeminence in everything we're talking about. In Jeremiah chapter 51, and you just think about what happened in 2020, who was running through the streets of America, burning things and doing the things that were done. Uh, Jeremiah 51 verse 1, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind and will send unto Babylon, America, fanners that shall fan her and shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about. Against him that bends, let the archer bend his bow. And against him that lifts himself up in his brigadine. And spare ye not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her hosts. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they that are thrust through in her streets. Uh, Verse 6 goes on to say, Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed, Howl for her, take balm for her pain, if so be, she may be healed. And we do remind ourselves that the United Nations was predominantly run by the United States government. And I don't believe I'm, I'm, I'm mistaken in that. And just quickly here, verse 8, uh, verse 9, we would have healed Babylon, America, but she is not healed. Forsake her, let her go, everyone into his own country, for her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. The Lord has brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Make bright the arrows, gather the shields. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. 
For his device is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set up the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord has both devised and done that which he spoke against the inhabitants of Babylon. O thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in treasures, your end is come, and the measure of your covetousness. The Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill you with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against you. All right, so the borders are wide open. They've had over a million people come through the borders. They were saying in the 1990s, Uh, that the Russian defectors were coming in with Islamic passports, coming through the border with suitcase nuclear weapons. Well, whatever was happening then is nothing like the open borders issue that's been happening in our country for the last year that Biden has been in in, in his so-called office. Um, Don, this is a a problem because the word of God is saying – that the nation that was once a golden cup in the Lord's hand has poured out his filth to the nations of the earth. There is no other nation on the face of the earth like the United States where the UN building is right there in New York. And they've had the, uh, the the dominant force in that uh, United Nations situation. So um, it just seems also inevitable, doesn't it? I think you have to uh, ask yourself a question. Um, Is the United States a friend or an enemy of the Lord God Almighty right now at this point? And the way I make my case in reference to that is if you, Pastor, walked up and you just killed an innocent man, would you be expected to pay for that? Yes. If you killed an unarmed innocent man... You would have to pay by man's law, and of course you would have to pay by God's law because God said he hates the shedding of innocent blood. There you go. Hates it. Okay? If God hates something, he will address it, and he will punish it because he's God. Now, we murdered. Now, when I say me, I'm talking about the United States collectively turned a blind eye or participated in the murder of 80 million babies, precious babies that were destined and placed by God in the womb before they even started to grow a physical body. Now, did God see this? Of course he saw it. Has God been very patient? Of course he's always patient. But we all know there comes an end to God's patience. And when that happens, really you don't want to be in the way of that because God is going to be God. And those babies, to be, they have to be paid for. And they're all in God's mind. They're, they're all in heaven right now. He's raising them. But think about the anger that he has towards the innocent of killing innocent life, mass killing innocent life. What society has ever gotten away with that? Why do we think, uh, all of us who at one time were fetuses, why do we think 
in any way that we cannot be severely punished for that somewhere down the line. And what you're seeing now is you're seeing God's punishment. You're seeing the death angel entering the city and going house to house and taking who he will. And that's what's going to happen. The, the blood of Jesus is going to protect us in our homes. It's, it's historically, the blood's always protected his people. I say cling to that blood and don't participate in this evil or give any acknowledgement to it. Hate it. Hate it the way God hates it. And God's going to be God, and he's being God right now. So in essence, right now, the United States of America, its systems, its cities, um, its sodomites, all of it are the enemy of God, and God's contending with that. So yeah. now you know that's true. You know that's true. So nothing that happens here should be surprising at all. Just you know, be ready for it. Don't be deluded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And doesn't it appear in all sincerity, um, you know, I watch uh, the Communist News Network. I watch, you know, the enemy of this nation in their news media uh, a lot because I like to gather information. Um, it, it appears to me, and it's become so obvious to me, that the left, the globalists, you know, the people that are trying to destroy our nation from its moral foundation, et cetera, et cetera, um, they're terrified. And I've said this before. They are so afraid of Donald Trump. They're so afraid of the patriots. They're terrified of Christians. They're terrified of constitutionalists. So every fabric of our society that has been in the moral, conservative, uh, you know, freedom, constitutional, you know, that, that, that realm. These people are terrified of them, and that's why they take them one by one. Now, you know, it's everything to get Donald Trump's, um, you know, his financial records out into the open. The Supreme Court is going to force it to happen. They're terrified he's going to run for president again. They're terrified about the 2022 results of whoever they're voting and political issues are. They're terrified of the patriots, so they're demonizing, demonizing them. And Christians and constitutionalists they're, and conservatives, they're, they're demonizing everything that they're afraid of so that they can call world power to put it away because it stands in the way of their agenda. But they are afraid. Do they have a reason to be afraid at this point in your understanding? We've just got a few minutes left in the broadcast. I've got to go at 1030. Are, is, there, is there a reason for these people to be afraid at this point? Or has the, has the condition of things gotten to there will not be any resistance? There won't be any patriotic, revolutionary, civil war being fought in the country to save the day. What, just real quick, John, from your perspective, where do you see this at? I think what they're doing, being human, natural human beings, I think what they're doing is they're starting to sense consequences. And they thought they had all this control. They thought they had everybody beat into a corner. And they underestimated what is what they were doing and the evil consequences that they were going to have to face of it. And I think they're seeing that now. They're at least sensing it. 
I mean, look what they have up there for a president. I mean, you can you can uh, you can deny it as long as you want, but uh, I, my wife was telling me that one third of the uh, Democrats up in D.C. are bailing out on the party right now. They have destroyed the Democratic Party. At least the communists that use the Democratic Party infiltrated, they've destroyed it. And that's what communists do. They destroy, destroy, destroy until they, they can implicate, implement their system, which destroys everything, themselves, everything. Uh, just look at the record of communism. But they, our people have been raised on this communist philosophy in, uh, in the schools, in the colleges. It's been going on for a lot of years. And a lot of people believe this stuff. They want to go along with it. They think there's a better system, but there isn't. Our system is the best system in the world. It was based on Christian principles. Its laws were Christian, were. And it received the blessings of God because of that. It it did more than any other country in the world to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now, uh, collectively, the American people, one, one way or another, most of them have turned their back on God. They did it in the churches. They did it from the pulpit. They've compromised, 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 till they don't even know who they are anymore. Now, the, now you got them running with masks on their face, hiding from some disease that was manufactured by the same government that betrayed them. That's not even fatal. They lie about everything because to them a lie works. It works for them. Nobody is. It's you know. The Bible says that the evil uh, evil flee when none pursue us. The American people didn't have to do this. I remember a time they never would have bought this. But these people up there are doing only what they know they can get away with. And now they're taking us into nuclear war because they think they can get away with it. They think they can hide from the, the results of this yeah. and from the consequences of it, and they can't. No. But they think they can you know, because they think they're just that special. And they're going to find out. They're going to find out. Mm. And uh, I know, yeah, a lot of the not, we, never should have killed, we never should have killed those 80 million babies. That's what started it. It polluted everything. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, those were the bloody sacrifices on the altars of idolatry that empowered the demonic energy uh, within our nation. And people don't realize the satanic spiritual war, uh, what that means is the energies of the demonic have infiltrated this psyche of human beings and energize them to carry out the will of, you know, the dark Lord, Satan himself. And it's very real. It's not pretend. Um, It is quite messy and um, it is inevitable. It is judgment. And uh, they will not get away with anything with the creator of the universe. But right now they think they are God they believe they are God. They, they, they've manipulated everything uh, to their own advantage and have really blasphemed God. And we haven't even begun to see uh, the fullness of this blasphemy when this beast of Revelation 13, uh, this false prophet and the dragon are in full power. And that time is coming. And it does appear that Jeremiah chapter 51 is a declaration of God's righteous judgment upon a nation that has murdered 
on the altars of idolatry, the most innocent blood, has promoted the things that God calls an abomination and that he hates, which is homosexuality and all this transgenderism. He hates it. He despises it. He loves people. People can repent, but these actions are an abomination to God. People that have had an abortion, uh, they can be forgiven when they repent and turn to God, and uh, God's mercy is there. But this willful participation, these laws uh, that have been promoted. The, the U.S. has got a, the Washington, D.C. is going to be decapitated. At some point, the head of this thing is going to be cut off, and it's the righteous judgment of God. And for anybody to deny that is kind of, you know, maybe not reading the Bible, wondering, well, why is it taking so long? God knows exactly what he's doing and when it's going to happen. I'm down in 90 seconds, Don. I've got to say goodbye, sir. And as always, I appreciate your your uh, your candid thoughts about uh, the times that we're living in. Is there a final word, 30 seconds, you'd like to say to any to us? The Bible says, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Amen. So all that's saying is, you know, there comes a point, I mean, he's patient, but there comes a point where he's not mocked, and then he's going to take action. Amen. So that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and these words will come pass. And these are the words that God wants spoken, believe it or not. People are afraid to lift up their rod. They're waiting for instruction from the Lord. But uh, this is the year of contending of the kingdoms and the, and the power plays. And the church has a huge part to play. And the prophets definitely have a huge part to play. And the watchmen and all those that speak the word of God. So having said that, Brother Don, God bless you, sir. I've got to run. Have a super blessed day. And thank you for joining me on the air. God bless you too, Pastor. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, you've heard it right here. We've, we've kind of poured it out. We never got into the trumpets. We'll have to do that on Tuesday. Um, I don't even have time to give you a little taste of what we have discovered, but we'll talk. About it. uh, it's been a great week with everybody. Be safe. We'll see you then. Uh, we'll be in church Saturday and Sunday. You could tune into our new wine ministry TV on YouTube and you'll see our services there Saturday and Sunday, Sunday, uh, Dr. Gary Parker's will be ministering at the new wine ministry church and uh, that's going to be amazing you don't want to miss that dr gary parkers we'll look forward to seeing everybody this weekend see you soon and we'll see everybody on youtube facebook coming up this next tuesday until then god bless you